I need your help. Could you give me okay. the first name of Miss Thurman? How it's pronounced? Uma. 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 Ah, uh, now I am fully prepared. Let's do the show. Hey, you're here, and it's the mm-hmm. show. God, Glad darn. to be here. Yeah. Nice. Talking to the audience once again. You never get that. Every week it's the same thing. Okay, let's let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Okay. Okay. This okay. is this is the bro show. My name is Jerry. My name's John. Yeah, we are actual brothers. We're doing this. We do it every Saturday morning, mm. right after cereal and cartoons. You will get to watch it. And mm. let me tell you, it's a pleasure to do, and we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. All good. Hey, we're, getting, we're getting near the end of the season of the rabbit, John. Yeah, you know what? Season. Let's make sure that we don't mm. want any leaks of the future animal. That has happened in the past, so we have to be very Ooh. careful that what we say. Loose we, John, say we, ships. We. I am the one. We, we, Matsur. <laughs> By we, you mean you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. So maybe oh, wow. it's in the, the better interest of the show. You probably shouldn't let me know. Just give me a T-shirt. That'll you know what? Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. what you're talking about. OK, uh, moving right along here. Uh, yeah, we have a sponsor. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Are we going to talk about our T-shirts that we're wearing or are we decide not? Yeah, I, I think we can do that real quick. OK, what are you wearing, John? What T-shirt? I am wearing a T-shirt, an old uh, sponsor, Big Cat Rescue. It's got oh, a lady gosh. tiger. It's got a lady tiger on it. it. Says, "I am, I am not a pet." So, and it's the uh, it's a lady's uh, size M uh, uh, with a swoop neck. Wow. Okay. I got All it right. incorrectly, but I figured, what the heck? It fits. Oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna go with it. You're gonna go with it. I like that. Yeah. That's a bold fashion choice you just made there. <laughs> Me myself, uh, yeah. I am wearing the Celebrate T-shirt, you know, that we did a long oh, yeah. time ago for the sure. holidays. Right. Yeah, that was that was a fun bro show T-shirt. So I'm wearing that right now as we speak. Good. <gasps> hey, and we're not sponsor a, a little yeah. bit. A good, yeah. Animal Legal Defense Fund is our sponsor, and this non-for-profit organization's mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. So they do a great job. Uh, they're a great sponsor, and it's a pleasure to have them on board. It sure is. Of course, they don't know they're on board, but that's okay. It's okay. That's what it's all about, to be a pure uh, organization. Yeah. With lacking, we don't have any avoiding conflict of interest. That's what it's all about. As we have no interest at all, except in our topics. Yeah. And our next topic <laughs> is the rabbit story, John. You have a rabbit oh, story for us? yes. I have a rabbit story for us. Yeah, you do. Can I, I get the background? Little... Yeah, no. Well, yeah, go ahead and give the background. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, how we came upon it. Uh, oh, we yeah. Give credit to your yeah. wife. Yes. We were talking about a possible rabbit story, and Mary Jane, my lovely wife of 50 years, heard in the background, we were talking about something, and she just blurted out three words, John, three words that changed the course of our rabbit story. And our Jack, lives. Jack Rabbit Slims. And this is, of course, 
the restaurant that John Travolta and Uma Therma, Thurman <laughs> well, screwed up the name. <laughs> went to. <laughs> they went to during the movie Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yeah. And so you know the thing is, when she said it, I thought to myself, "Boy, you know, I don't even know if that's a real place or not. I hope it is, because then we can do a super good story on it." But the story is that everybody thinks it's a real place, but it's not. And mm. people go to Los Angeles to look for it, and it does not exist. Instead, they see a cement wall surrounding bowling alley. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's where the it's exterior crazy. shots were filmed for the for the Jack Rabbit Slim set. Wow. I mean, this was – what do you think? You saw the movie just recently. Well, here, my, my, the initial thought I have is there's a, there's a backstory here. That needs to be told, if you don't mind. And that no, go is, for it. Well, the fact is that you, you, this, the reason we have this story is because you needed to score brownie points with your wife. That's, that's oh. the backstory. Wow. Okay, <laughs> they we're telling the truth again. Damn, I hate when we do that. Okay, go ahead. No, I'll look. It's a, it's, it's a catchy uh, uh, scene. It's really cool. Where they have this 50s themed restaurant. It's got some incredibly uh, good lines in it. We get to see John Travolta get back out there and dance, which we haven't oh, yeah. seen in a while, doing the twist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's really, it's good. So. Yeah. Everybody wants to see John Travolta dance. He does it in movies every once in a while. Yeah. He did it in the movie oh. Michael. He played a, played a, uh, oh, an yeah. angel, an archangel. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And he does it in a commercial that's out right now for, uh, I, I can't remember what it's for, but he plays it's, Santa it's, Claus. It's, oh, does, yeah. yeah. can't remember the, the commercials. The, yeah, yeah, he does. And he dances in it and, and he's wooing all the ladies and stuff like that. He looks like a really weird uh, Santa Claus, though. I have to tell you. He just a little evil. It looks a little evil or something. I don't know what it is. He's not the holly jolly, you know, Santa Claus. Anyway, yeah. So Jack Rabbit Slims, you know, they really did this up. It was but the odd thing about this is, is you look at this classic giant movie, Pulp Fiction. It was it was a really amazing movie, I thought. And I think a lot of other people agree. This set that they built for Jack Rabbit Slims was the largest line item on their budget, 150,000. Oh. Yeah. And the the sound stage is probably non-existent anymore. It was in Culver City and the uh, exterior shot, the bowling alley, I forget to where the heck that is, but that's in another part of Los Angeles that uh, the Disney Corporation owns. Miramax filmed it at the time they were owned by Disney. So, of course, they had their they used a, a property, a Disney property, in order to do the exteriors. But it is, it's an incredible scene. Uh, I think the maitre d' is, uh, or the Sarah, a host of, no, wasn't he uh, Ed Sullivan? Was yeah, Ed yeah, Sullivan? He's Ed Sullivan. yeah, he's Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan. right. Yeah, and oh, they had like Mamie Van Doren and all these stars, James Dean, waiting on people. And yeah. the booths were uh, classic cars, like Cadillacs and well, you know, you know they had three. They have three blondes in the restaurant. They had Jane. They had uh, Marilyn Monroe, Mimi Van Doren, 
and Jane Mansfield was on was was off that day, so she we didn't get to see her. Oh, that's right. Well, they really they really made this thing seem like it existed, you know. And I think it's kind of a little well, fantasy that a lot of people have. I did a little deep dive for research and found out there is a restaurant in uh, in Florida, a bar more that you know it it, it kind of just latches onto the name. It does nothing other than make a few cutesy things in the menu. It doesn't yeah. bring, you know, like 50s theme thing, but all good. So milkshakes, hamburgers, steaks, all good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, don't okay. be a square. Don't be a square, daddy-o. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. The word, John, the word. We have got a word, and our word is listicle. Mm. Uh, and this is a published article structured in the form of a list, typically having some additional content relating to each item. This word is what's called a portmanteau. Uh, it's uh, taking two words, in this case, the word list and the word article, and squishing them together. So our example sentence, which we found when we were doing our research, is Sports Illustrated has adopted a typo-ridden listicle factories specializing in mindless click clickbait so uh it's it yeah, kind of that's, that's putting, uh, that that's a pretty that's what i call a sentence full of derogatory items it's kind of squished it it's a portmanteau sentence with all this yeah stuff in it yeah you know so, back in the day back in the day we would we would have gone heavy indictment man yeah, well, uh, like they, they've, they've got they Sports Illustrate, Illustrated has their problems with that. I found that in the uh, article mm. we had the long and sad decline of Sports Illustrated. Hey, Which I asked you about up. this. Yeah, I asked you before before we get into the two takes. Did BuzzFeed kind of? Uh, yeah, I took a look at it. Thing? They, they popularized it. Would be the best word to describe uh. it. Uh, in some ways, uh, what they've done is they've, they've taken a very positive approach to the, uh, the use of listicles and gotten and make it very timely and, and put a, a relatively good content um, to it. So, yeah, yeah. It, they, they, I think, uh, they've taken off. Yeah. They're, they're a good example other than sports outside, like in the entertainment world. Of somebody yeah. who is really latched onto latest technologies, the, the presence of media using it in, in a yeah. very good yeah. way, and they 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 are very they're very successful. Yeah, sure. well, they 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 kind of went the opposite direction. Uh, Sports Illustrated devolved into listicles, and <laughs> uh, BuzzFeed evolved from listicles. They did, and uh, I right. think uh, if you want to go to the wayback machine when it comes to listicles, probably. Mm. Uh, we, we'd have to go back to the first time David somebody, Letterman. well, actually back to b books, you know, ah. you, you have enough books out, whether it be in the 1800s, 19, you, you name it. It just begs you to say, well, what was the best, what are the best five books of the year? So, ah. um, that's kind of, if you want to go through the Wayback machine where, where it kind of starts. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Oh, good. David Letterman's top 10 is kind of an anti-listicle. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like we a joking yeah. listicle. It's not serious. It's not a real listicle. I think it's each dark. of those late time hosts, whether it be Steve Allen, Johnny Carson, uh, you know, they all did some kind of variation on that theme. So all they good. did, didn't they? They did. You're yeah. right. We got that knocked out. 
now we're ready to really oh boy. get into this Sports Illustrated thing, which is our two takes. What the hell happened to Sports Illustrated, John? Well, it, it, it's, it's a downfall that it, it, it just seems to be accelerating as it, as it descends. And the latest thing yeah. happened in the event. The event that took place was in November of this year, late November to 2023. Uh, the the Sports Illustrated was embroiled in a scandal that had been accused of running articles written by artificial intelligence. Now, this is a nice, good story as a follow-up to last year, last month's. Mm. Last week's uh, thing, because we talked about, you know, this is a possibility of our using artificial intelligence. But we find that the story, as it relates to Sports Illustrated, is a lot more than we can't blame AI or the use of AI no, for their problems. No. Uh, so the articles in question were actually outsourced. They came from third party vendors who, in addition to making up the articles, made up headshots and also. Uh, made up the the bios for this so they denied it and then immediately removed the content so the content isn't in the magazine but it's in the 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 broader based content they have on their on their website so that's what it's all about and what's so sad about this is that when i was a kid uh sports illustrated was a it was a very well respected uh, publication came out it started in 1954 i remember sort of the, the original cover and and what they did is they they had the deep pockets of Time magazine ah. to really get their sea legs as to what they really needed to do. They started by by taking a look at some more glamorous or a kind of uh, you know high end sports such as uh, polo, uh, surfboard uh, not surfboard yeah surfboard would be a good one but a better example would be shuffleboard or maybe croquet those kind of sports which they realized you know. That didn't work. So what they ended up doing is they realized what they needed to do was take prime events that took place during the week, and they would then flesh them out with high-end photography and in-depth research, nice. and, and that's the way they did it. So they found that, and they then developed into a sports publication that was known for having the best sports writers and also having some some guest writers such as Hunter Thompson uh uh, and yeah. William Faulkner and uh, Robert Frost, uh, Bobby, to his close friend. Wow, and they, <laughs> they've gotten that's a you know that's Bobby. Uh, it's gotten interesting that how far they have fallen, you know, from yeah. That. It, it's and if you take a look at the downfall, uh, the fir first thing that happened, and I think this is amazing, um, Time Warner was sold to AOL. A AOL, now, AOL. You know, AOL is, you know, this all happened in 2000. And by then, uh, AOL at the best was rather a mature uh, a, a <laughs> company. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I still you AOL. still use them. God, you're amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I hung in yeah. there. And so, it, so oh. and as a result of doing that, it was like, it was like a, a sinking ship, two sinking ships and one. Uh, yeah. Sports Illustrated decided to all the passengers on those ships wanted to go to a ship that was called the Titanic in order to save themselves, and they ended up with getting these enormous losses. So as their as their you know subscription plummeted, uh, they ended up you know in the age of dwindling uh, dwindling attention spans, this and that, whatever. The idea yeah. of long articles just did, did not fly. So yeah. uh, I think what we find is we've we and, and they still had a lot of good stuff, but. What they ended up doing was getting shuffled, sort of like a fruitcake at, at Christmas time, from company to wow. company, and mm. uh, and they finally ended up hitting the bottom with their most recent 
company that owns them. It's called uh, the Arena Group, called formerly the Maven, and they are an editorial startup which specializes in aggregating and monetizing reader content. And they do that, of course, while also cutting expenses to the bare bone. So what, wow. is, what, is, what do we have then? We have a bloodbath happening periodically there where they, they cut you know, uh, a lot of uh, positions starting. They started doing it with the senior writers, getting rid of them. Then they decided, well, let's get rid of some of the regular writers. So a lot of those writers, and the reason we know all about this is because when the writers, the ones who do get jobs in writing, what do they do? They write about the horror experience that they had at Sports Illustrated. So it's all out there. Got this other group of, of writers who didn't get jobs and now are delivering pizzas. But that's another wow. story for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, John, so, this is uh, amazing. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of thought maybe they ended up getting owned by the company that makes the equip the equipment for the uh the uh Wiley Coyote and the, you know, Acme. Uh toy company or whatever it is it, 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 yeah i mean anything they can slap the brand name on whether it be like a wow. resort a wow. swimsuit a toy oh, hold, that's hold what they right end there. up doing hold it right there Let, uh, here's a question for you when when did they start this swimsuit thing swimsuit well issue? the actual swimsuit edition i thought it, if i remember correctly was in i think of 1964 and uh it was, it was really? a pretty good idea yeah, it's pretty. It's a long time ago. Well, you think it's a pretty good idea, but you know, in my opinion, that's when they started going down. Oh, right? really? That, that's well, that's not a sport. The, that's not a hot, sport. That's not a sport. Well, here's the thing. The thing. What they did is they they had a way of putting sports personalities within the group of of women that they had with the the edition. So oh, it was it was kind give of give me a so, break. You don't think they me. had. You don't think I they think they did. They, I think they did, but I think it's BS, my friends. It has nothing to do with sports. They're selling magazines. That should have been your clue that they didn't appear today. Right there. Right there. They're well, correct. I it can tell you, I was never there. a subscriber of this magazine, and I think that's another problem that they had. Was oh, okay. that they, that they, is. they because the fractionalization you. of sports as we see it today, it you know started when we, for example, you can only follow the, the sports got bigger. Individual sports, football, baseball. Yeah, basketball yeah. to the point that yeah. there were specialized editions, publications for them, and so yeah, and I mean, so they resorted to things such as the the uh, swimsuit suit editions, which of course I never bought, but I I was one of these guys who was part of what they call the pass along uh, number, that the people uh. who you know would would maybe go to the library or maybe they they go to the barber shop and they'd be sitting there waiting for their haircut and they'd oh you have a Sports Illustrated well I'll read that for a while. And, yep, you know, that's, that's you. That was me. But value uh, centric. Yeah, and what? Yeah, value centric. And the other two things I like to factors I think are interesting. They still have the swimsuit edition, mm -hmm. and they've kind of broadened the base of ladies that they use. So now they have uh, older women, and their cover edition this year was Martha Stewart. And wow. I actually, I act, no, I didn't accidentally. I took a deep dive into what the yeah, other ladies did. looked like, and there were. There were some nice ladies, but they also included a lot of pregnant women with bikinis. <laughs> wow, really? Oh yeah. Well, and, uh, you know what? That's that's a good thing. I think you know. Okay, yeah. Pregnant women should be proud of their bodies because I think they're amazing. So pregnant uh, women and their bodies. Yeah. 
the yeah. and the Sportsman of the Year just was released that, that several days ago, and it was primetime. Neon Deion Sanders is was the sports person of the year. Okay, John, so, seriously, do they have any credibility left? Not really. I mean, I think they, they're still <laughs> out there. Uh, but but you see, their problem was that they were always two steps behind in, in terms of doing things. So digitalization yeah. is a part of it. Where they and 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 once they did it. They really uh, gave away a lot of their product rather than trying to, 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 to the monetizing took the brand name and left the publication to be kind of going, you know, just eroding right. is what it boiled right. down to. And I also like to point out that uh, we can't uh, forget in this. I, you don't necessarily see it because it's pretty obvious, but they had some really stiff competition. I just decided after looking through all kinds of stuff. What I wanted to be have as a as a sports as a sports uh, you know thing I would get on the internet. Yeah. And I general and sports. I ended up getting general sports. I ended up getting the athletic, which has really decided they've kind of gotten the best of both worlds. So what you can do with the athletic is they have a large uh, staff of, of of good writers that are that specialize in various sports and are different locations. So I can say. I want to have articles about baseball and the teams I'm interested in are the Cardinals, Cubs, and White Sox, and they'll give me that. But I do then also see some of the general sports every day and have access to all their stuff. So that's the way they kind of covered it. It it works out very well. I'm very, very pleased uh, with with what I've got. as As I recall, one of your brothers recommended that to you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you did. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. I'm afraid you did, and and I also right. the thing that kind of turned me off to it is that I had a, my best friend, the uh, the Groner expert uh, guru, Vince Lauder, yeah. uh, also did, had it for a while and then dropped it like a hot potato. So I kind of, but there are too many yeah. words, too many words for him. Uh, the attention span, it it, it didn't fit yeah. his. Uh, in other words, they and not he's enough. He's a coach, pictures. John. He's a coach. Yeah, he's a coach. He's a coach. He's a coach. Yeah. It's all good. That's so, his area. All right. Bottom line is, it's it's no surprise. That what happened to them in, in, in using the, uh, there's no surprise that they resorted to using AI, but AI was hardly the problem. So that's what we come up with. Okay. All right. Hey, hey. Thank you for, thank you for that coverage, John. It was extremely in-depth and informative. Appreciate the That's what it says too. here anyway. I got some Groners. Groners are, as I've already mentioned, Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. provides us with the Groners. I've got two outstanding ones. Now, here's the first one. Are you a D? Let's mm. go for it. Mm. What do you call the process of removing communism from salt water? What do you call the process of removing communism from salt water? Now, a hint, this process was developed in the 1940s. Okay. Deep pink of vacation. <laughs> Close. I mean, you got the vacation correct. It's desalinization. Yes. Desalinization. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one, actually. Okay, this I one like I just got this morning. I I, I just thought it thought it up, and here here I'm going to get full credit for it. I hope it was that good. What do you call name? What do you name a pig that is a brilliant physicist? What do you name a pig that is a brilliant physicist? <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> Close, Albert. Einswine. <laughs> oh, man. I thought your first one was better. 
Oh, really? Events. Yeah. Oh, okay. sorry. Sorry. Well, that one I give full credit to Vince. The second one I made up because there is a pig by that name. I mean, as we speak. Really? It got loose. Yeah, it got loose. It got loose and it was on the news this morning. <laughs> Albert Einstein. Einstein. Gosh, that is pretty cool, though. That's a, uh, you know what? If you have to come up with a name for a pig, that's that's a damn good name. I like it. Yeah, okay. it is nice. All right, buddy. We did it. Out of here. We did. We did.